Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. Today we are talking about the Earth Reaped Prophecy. I invite you to listen live at 9 a.m. Central and 10 a.m. Eastern to PGN's Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from Start to Finish. In June of 2023, we have analysis and discussion of the Earth Reaped Prophecy with me, Nicole, your Book of Revelation Research Scientist. These discussions and analyses are happening live here on PGN on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Central Time and on Sundays at 12 p.m. Central Time. I encourage you to share your perspective or pose a question about the Book of Revelation during the live broadcast. You can do that by using our PGN phone number, which is one three one nine five two seven six zero two seven. You can also text in your questions about the book of Revelation, or you can text in your perspective using the PGN text number. That's one two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. Friend and truth seeker, your perspective and your questions are welcome. So please remember if uh you have a question or a comment about the book of Revelation, would you consider sharing it with me and with us? You can use our PGN text number 24-7. That's 1-214-505-8719. Just say, this is for the book of Revelation research scientists, and Prophet Randy Chandler will get that uh, information to me. You can listen live via Internet at blogtalkradio.com backslash live prophetic. And I think that is everything with respect to the housekeeping items. I just want to jump right into talking about the book of Revelation using our one-page basic study notes. So to give you a little bit of background about that, last September a listener shared a wonderful question, which was, are there any notes to accompany uh, the talks about the book of Revelation? And the answer at that time was no, but I think that's a great idea. And so uh, at that point, I began to create basic study notes for each of the discussions. And this month in June, we're talking about the earth reaped prophecy. So I want to share with you the basic study notes, which are available for you always at blogtalkradio.com backslash live prophetic. And the name of the statement of prophecy, in other words, the specific revelation, the specific vision John the Revelator was shown that we're talking about today is called the Earth Prophecy. So I'm sharing from our one-page basic study notes. Um, under item B, this prophecy is located in the book of Revelation in chapter 14. It begins with verse 6 and ends at the end of the chapter in verse 20. Each revelation, in other words, each vision, each moving picture, and we talk about moving pictures today as movies, and these revelations were a specific kind of movie. So they weren't fiction, they were facts. So when we talk about movies that present facts exclusively, those movies are documentaries. So the documentary, if you will, uh, the earth-reaped documentary, the earth-reaped statement of prophecy, the earth-reaped revelation in the book of Revelation, it has two parts. This is a format used in professional writing often when writers have very complex information that is nonfiction. So in other words, they're talking about truths, realities, 
that are very rich, that have a lot of depth, that have uh, significant complexity. And when writers are creating works that fit that profile, typically we see a format that looks like this. The writer begins with a short summary. In other words, a movie trailer, and that short summary is followed by a full report. If we're talking about a documentary, it's the equivalent of watching a trailer for the documentary and then watching that full documentary. So when you look at each of the documentaries in the Book of Revelation, and there are 12 of them, they all have a summary, a movie trailer, if you will, followed by the full report or the full documentary. So in the book of Revelation, the movie trailer, in professional writing terms, we refer to it as an abstract or summary. The abstract begins with verse 6 and ends with verse 11. Then we go into the full report with verses 12 to 20 of chapter 14. On Sunday, we were talking about the full report. Today, we're going to begin with the movie trailer, the summary, which really gives um, a lot of broad context. Also, sharing from the basic study notes, letter E. So what's really discussed? Uh, what are some of the key topics discussed in the earth reaped prophecy and some of those topics include and this is a non-exhaustive list by the way doesn't have every topic in the prophecy but key topics babylon the mark of the beast god's wrath the battle of armageddon and the great wine press so if these are topics of interest to you one or more of these the Great Wine Press, the Battle of Armageddon, God's Wrath, the Mark of the Beast, or Babylon, then you want to listen to, learn about, and gain an understanding about the earth-reaped prophecy. There are many key words and phrases, as well as uh, a number, an interesting number, in the earth-reaped prophecy, and those are listed on the basic study notes. And let me share some of those with you. He will sit as judge. That's a key phrase. Babylon is fallen is another key phrase in the earth reap prophecy. We're in Revelation chapter 14 today. Another key phrase, uh, or the beast, as well as his statue, mark on the forehead or on the hand. Another key phrase is wine of God's anger so that's very interesting that's referring to the wine press also god's cup of wrath and tormented with fire and burning sulfur i think you know that what that is about that of course is referring to gehenna the final uh, destination the location of where eternal damnation happens where those individuals who are forever separated from God, where they reside. Another key phrase in the earth-reaped documentary that we're going to hear today, mark of his name, as well as time of harvest has come, crop on earth is ripe, whole earth, on, whole earth was harvested. Another key phrase, clusters of grapes. So the clusters of grapes is a very important key phrase to understand. This talks about a very specific subpopulation that exists on the earth at the time of the second coming. Uh, another key phrase in this prophecy, ripe for judgment, as well as great winepress of God's wrath. Grapes were trampled in the winepress. Another key phrase, blood flowed from the wine press in a stream about 180 miles long. And you can hear in that final key phrase, 180, that's an interesting uh, number in the earth-reaped prophecy, the only number in this specific prophecy. So you hear me saying, using, saying the earth-reaped prophecy and then saying the earth-reaped documentary. I'm using those words interchangeably because 
John the Revelator was shown moving pictures when he was caught up to heaven as described in Revelation chapter 4. And his task as uh, shared with him in Revelation chapter 1 was to write down everything he saw. So he wrote down everything he saw, including what he saw when he was caught up to heaven, but beyond what he saw as he was looking around once he was called up there. That's John's report on heaven, chapter 4 of the book of Revelation. An angel showed him moving pictures, visions, but these weren't visions that John caused himself to have. These were moving pictures with sound that he actually saw. So these were external to himself, and it's the equivalent of what would happen if we were watching a live IMAX movie and we were hearing the sound, we were seeing the pictures, so this was the experience that John the Revelator had, and he was shown movie after movie after movie after movie. We could say it another way. He was shown vision after vision after vision after vision. He said, well, wait a second. I think it's just one gigantic vision. No, it isn't. It was not one gigantic vision. I can't say for sure how John the Revelator experienced it. In, in other words, we don't get commentary on his perception of the meaning of the visions or um we don't get his we don't get to learn about his inner thoughts about the visions which is a good thing right we want to know what happens in our future god is an omniscient god time exists within god god doesn't exist within time time exists within God. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So time existed after God created it. Before time, there was eternity past, and at the end of time, there'll be eternity future. You say, well, when do we get to the end of time? After the great white throne judgment described in the dead judged prophecy, that's prophecy number 11, documentary number 11, if you will. In the New Earth prophecy, we're at the beginning of the eternities of eternities. We're in eternity future. We're beyond timekeeping. We're beyond chronological time uh, being recorded in the way that it is recorded today. So... We're talking about the Earth Reaped documentary, the Earth Reaped prophecy, the Earth Reaped vision, the Earth Reaped revelation shared with us by John the Revelator in Revelation chapter 14. We're going to look at what he wrote down. So he was tasked with writing down what he saw in the movie. So today, if we were shown a documentary by an angel. We could whip out, uh, many of us, we could whip out our cell phone or our tablet or our laptop, um, and we'd record it. And we would share it on TikTok or YouTube, Instagram, or some other social media platform, and that's how that would work. But when John the Revelator was here on this present earth for the first time, he did not have access to that technology, and so the instruction he received was to write down everything he saw. So we're actually reading a report that reflects a human being experiencing a movie, a documentary. Let's begin hearing about this documentary, and first John the Revelator was shown a movie trailer, then he was shown the full movie. The movie trailer is verses 6 to 11. Let's hear it. The movie trailer, the abstract, the summary, using different words to communicate the same thing, but use the language that allows you to easily understand what we're talking about. You can use any of those words. You can think about uh, verses 6 to 11, 
of Chapter 14. You can think of it as a movie trailer for the Earth Reap documentary. You can think of it as an abstract for the Earth Reap Statement of Prophecy. You can think about it as the summary or overview. Okay, so we're talking about the same thing uh, when we use that language. All of those words are really reflecting the same thing, but stay with the language that allows you to easily comprehend what we're talking about. Here it is, reading from the Holy Bible, verses 6 to 11 of chapter 14 of the book of Revelation, the earth-reaped prophecy. John the Revelator begins with, And I saw... Another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him, for the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all the springs of water. That's verse 6. And seven of chapter 14. Let's pause there for a second. So the director, an omniscient God, has created a movie trailer for the Earth Reap documentary. So a movie trailer has a very interesting and difficult challenge. That challenge is to communicate key information reflecting events that have often happened over a long period of time to give context, to identify key conflicts, key individuals, key relationships. And so what does this movie trailer begin with? So John the Revelator uh, sees an angel carrying the good news to proclaim to who? So it says specifically, quote, the people who belong to this world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. I want to pause there for a second. In the book of Revelation, over and over again, there's a reference to people who belong to this world. And that is to distinguish those individuals from those who belong to the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is coming to this present earth. When does the kingdom of God happen on the present earth? When Jesus becomes Lord of all lords and king of all kings, where? Where? On this present earth. So in this earth week prophecy, John the Revelator sees an angel flying through the sky, and who is the angel to proclaim this information too, it's not to those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The angel is to proclaim information to those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, to those who belong to this world. What world is this? This is the world that Satan rules. You say, well, God doesn't rule this world. If God ruled this world, no person would ever walk away scot-free uh, from murder. If if God was in charge of this world right now, no one would be able to steal without penalty. penalty. So right now, Satan is the prince of this world. But when Jesus Christ returns, he returns as the lion of the tribe of Judah and the prince of peace. He will fight and win the battle of Armageddon. The war to end all world, all wars. The war to end all wars. Okay, so in the Earth Week prophecy, the movie trailer begins with an angel who's carrying the good news to proclaim it to all the people who are not believers, to proclaim it to the goats, the weeds, the tares, the bad fish. And what is the angel to proclaim? The time has come when he will sit as judge. Now, that's very interesting. The time will come when he will sit as judge. Okay. Now, let's continue in verse 8. 
Then another angel followed him through the sky, shouting, Babylon is fallen. That great city is fallen, because she has made all the nations of the world drink the wine of her passionate immorality. So Babylon, mystery Babylon, this great city, refers to a specific city that is on the earth at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's the headquarters for the harlot church. It's the headquarters for the harlot church that is led by the false prophet. During the Great Tribulation period, the one world government will promote a one world religion, a false Christianity. This one world religion will be promoted by the harlot church whose headquarters is in a great city. That great city is Mystery Babylon. In August, we'll be talking about that documentary, the purple and scarlet documentary, the purple and scarlet prophecy in the book of Revelation, chapters 17 and 18, as well as verses 1 to 5, the beginning of chapter 19. So in the Earth Week prophecy, this movie trailer is talking about many things. It's showing a lot of key scenes. So in this third key scene, the angel is shouting, the great city, in other words, the headquarters of the harlot church is fallen. Because she has made all the nations of the world drink the wine of her passionate immorality. Well, when is she going to be fallen? When will Mystery Babylon be taken down? So it's not discussed in great detail in this particular documentary, but in the movie trailer, giving context for the documentary of the Earth Week Prophecy, it's mentioned that this is the atmosphere. This is the context. We're in the timing of judgment for the people who belong to this world and the taking out, the taking down of the headquarters of Babylon. When will it fall? When Jesus Christ takes it down. When will Jesus Christ take it down? During the timing of the seven final plagues, which culminate with the Battle of Armageddon. The wrath of God is the seven final plagues. We're going to be talking about the seven final plagues all July. In July of 2023, every program here on PGN, every episode of Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from start to finish is going to be about the wrath of God. It is coming. Who is it for? When will it happen? What does it include? I want to mention now that it culminates with the Battle of Armageddon, and during that time, before the Battle of Armageddon, before the Babel, Battle of Armageddon, Babylon, the headquarters for the Harlot Church, will be taken out as part of the wrath of God, the judgment of God. So that's mentioned here in the Earth Reaped Prophecy. Let's keep going. Verse 9 of chapter 14. Then a third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. Let's pause there for a second. So over and over again, it's made clear that this documentary, this prophecy focuses on a specific period of time. This is the period of time that includes the wrath of God. The wrath of God culminates with the Battle of Armageddon. The wrath of God follows the wrath of Satan. You say, research scientists, uh, what are you talking about? There's a seven-year period that begins with the signing of the confirmation of the covenant, that's the peace treaty that will give the green light for Israel to rebuild its temple on the Temple Mount in Israel, in Jerusalem today. So the second temple was destroyed in 70 AD. Let's fast forward in time 
to 170 AD, 270 AD, 370 AD. Let's just fast forward to 1970 AD, 1980 AD, 1990. Now we're going to fast forward to 2023. As you can see, it's been decades, centuries, even millennia, right? A very long time. We are waiting for what the Bible refers to in Daniel chapter 9 as Daniel's 70th week. A week in Daniel's 70-week prophecy refers to a seven-year period. At the end of Daniel's 70th week, God's anger with Israel has been spent. It's complete. And when God's anger has been spent, when it is complete, he returns for what? To fight and win the battle of Armageddon. Why? Because he loves Israel. And he's coming to save his people, which include both those who will be worshiping the one God in his temple in, and in Israel, as well as those believers who have accepted the new covenant, who have found and followed God's plan for salvation. So in this earth reap prophecy, we're talking about the timing of Daniel's 70th week, that seven-year period that begins with the signing of the confirmation of the covenant, referred to in Daniel chapter 9, and which ends with the second coming of Jesus Christ. In that seven-year period, we also have the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation, as noted, several places in the book of Revelation, in chapter 12, as well as chapter 13, and another place. The Great Tribulation is not seven years, but it happens in that seven-year period. The Great Tribulation is 1,260 days. The wrath of Satan is the great tribulation. The great tribulation is tribulation for who? For those who God loves. For those who will transition from mortality to immortality at the second coming of Jesus Christ. For those who are members of the royal race. Those who will inherit the earth. The present earth and the new earth to come. So the tribulation is Satan pouring out his wrath. Who does he pour his wrath out on? It's not his people. It's God's people. So the great tribulation is tribulation for God's people. The wrath of God is tribulation for Satan's people. God's wrath is for those who are team Satan. Now, in the earth reaped prophecy, we're hearing about God's wrath in the abstract, in the movie trailer. Let's hear it again. Verses, verse 9 and 10 says, Then a third angel followed them shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue, or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. So God's anger is for anyone who worships the beast and his statue. Who worships the beast and his statue? Those who are team Satan. Who accepts the mark of the beast on the forehead or on the hand? Those who are team Satan. So these are the unbelievers. These are those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. These are the bad fish, the tares, the weeds, the goats. So again, who must drink the wine of God's anger? Those who belong to this world. And specifically it says anyone who worships the beast and his statue or who accepts his mark. For this Reason, no believer in Jesus Christ should fear the wrath of God. So beginning 
This Sunday, we're going to talk about the wrath of God, the seven plagues prophecy in the book of Revelation, chapters 14 and 15. I want to share right now. We should never, ever fear God's wrath. So God's cup of wrath is not for the saints. It's not for the believers. It tells us right here. Anyone who worships the beast and his statue or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath. And you say, well, I'm not sure about that. Well, let's continue. It says, and, and, so this is the culminating sentence of this scripture, of this thought, this idea, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. Well, believers aren't going to be tormented with fire and burning sulfur. Fire and burning sulfur, that's hell, that part of hell called Gehenna, that's the second death. That's where the Antichrist is going, the false prophet is going, where Satan is going. And then finally, those individuals who participate in the great white throne judgment, when all the evidence is presented showing their sin and that their sin debt hasn't been paid for, they are sentenced to the second death. What's the second death? That's where a an individual goes after the great white throne judgment. Well, what happens? After the great white throne judgment, every person in Christ, Every person whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life continues to live on earth, but we transition from this present corrupted earth to a perfected, glorified new earth. And those individuals who fail to qualify for participation in the royal family, who failed to transition from mortality to immortality, who were found guilty at the great white throne judgment, where the remainder of the dead will be judged after those who died are brought back to life. The remainder of the dead, it says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, the remainder of the dead, after the millennial reign, they are judged. That's presented in the Dead Judged Prophecy, the Dead Judged Documentary. After they are judged and they're found guilty, that's when they're sentenced to the second death. Now, what's the second death? That's presented here in the Earth Reaped Prophecy. Now, to find out about the Great White Throne Judgment and how the second death happens, we need to go to the Dead Judged Prophecy, Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15. But here in the Earth Reaped Prophecy, in this presentation, so remember, a movie trailer has to span a long period of time. So saying, ultimately, what, what happens over time? So when God's wrath is poured out on those who take the mark of the beast, ultimately what happens is that they are tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the lamb. Then in verse 11, it says, the smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever, and they will have no relief day or night, for they have worshipped the beast and his statue and have accepted the mark of his name. So this is telling us the timing of the earth reap prophecy is at the second coming of Jesus Christ. And at the second coming of Jesus Christ, several key things are going to happen, many key things. But mentioned here in the Earth Reap Prophecy, it's noted that there's a proclamation to all whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They're referred to as, quote, the people who belong to this world in verse 6 of chapter 14. And the proclamation is not for people in Canada only or people in the UK only or people in China only. It says it's going to be made to every nation, tribe, language, and people. So even if someone is in, uh, you know, 
the most remote village, those individuals are going to hear this proclamation from the angel. What's the proclamation? Fear God. Give glory to him for the time has come when he will sit as judge. The other key thing mentioned in the earth read prophecy is that in this timing, the timing of the second coming of Jesus Christ, it's not only the time for Jesus Christ to sit as judge, but it's the time where the headquarters for the harlot church, Babylon, this great city, it's time for that city to be taken out. Now, there's a prophecy, another documentary that explains that and shows that in great detail, Purple and Scarlet Prophecy, but it's mentioned here. Also mentioned here, the timing of the earth reap prophecy is, it, it, it's, it notes that it's important and that this timing reflects the beginning of the fate for those who take the mark of the beast. Now, we'll hear in the seven plagues prophecy that everyone who takes the mark of the beast is going to get a cancerous sore in his or her mouth. So you don't want to take the mark of the beast for many reasons. One is you don't want a cancerous sore. So that's the first uh, plague. That's the beginning of God's wrath. We say, well, what do you mean? So when we hear the seven plagues prophecy, Revelation chapters 15 and 16, we'll hear that that's the first plague. That's the result of the first uh, vial being poured out on this earth by the angel of the Lord. So it's mentioned here in the earth read prophecy in Revelation 14 verses 9 to 11, the trajectory for those individuals who take the mark of the beast. So, this movie trailer, verses 6 to 11 of chapter 14, it focuses on realities for those individuals who are team Satan. So what does the second coming of Jesus Christ mean for every person who belongs to this world? In other words, they don't belong to the kingdom of God. They will not transition from mortality to immortality. They will not participate in in the first resurrection when Jesus Christ returns because they don't belong to the kingdom of God. They belong to this world. So we're told in the earth read prophecy for the people who belong to this world, an angel will shout to them, not to those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. An angel will shout to them that it's time for God to sit as judge. And then another angel shouts, it's that time when the headquarters for the Harlot Church, the great city Babylon, is fallen. And we'll hear in the Purple and Scarlet Prophecy, Revelation chapter 17, 18, and verses 1 to 5 of 19, that Babylon is fallen because it's taken out by the will of the Lord. Finally, in this movie trailer in this abstract for the earth read prophecy we're told that every person who takes the mark of the beast how are we told in a third angel actually shouts it says then a third angel followed them who's them the first two angels and shouts the fate of those who take the mark of the beast so that is a specific group that will exist when uh, those who have taken the mark of the beast, some may be alive today, some may not be uh, yet alive. The administration of the mark of the beast happens during the Great Tribulation. Now you might say, well, wait a minute, the mark of the beast exists today. I don't know whether the mark of the beast as uh, it will appear during the Great Tribulation, I don't know whether it exists today or not. Maybe it does. If you uh, believe that it does, would you text me to share me, uh, to share with me the information that you have on that? I would love to see that. I would love to see that and hear about your thoughts about the mark of the beast. Uh, certainly, during the Great Tribulation, 
the administration of the mark of the beast will happen. Where will it happen? It will happen worldwide. And we're told in the earth read prophecy that, listen, we're talking about what happens uh, at the second coming of Jesus Christ. But anyone who takes the mark of the beast during the wrath of Satan, that's when it will be administered during that 1,260 days during the 42 months, the three and a half years that sandwiched within the final seven-year period. You say, well, what's the final seven-year period? The final seven years before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we're told in the book of Daniel, in my opinion, one of the most important books of prophecy in the 66th book, Holy Bible, the book of Daniel, we're told that there is a 490-year period during which God is angry with Israel. And we're told specific things that happen. The period occurs across thousands of years. It's broken up into three parts. The last part of the 490-year prophecy, Daniel's 70th week. So one week is a seven-year period. So 70 times 7 is 490. That final week, Daniel's 70th week, in that period is the great tribulation, and that's when individuals are going to take the mark of the beast. In this earth reap prophecy, we're told, listen, all those people who take the mark of the beast, what's their fate? So some will die at the second coming of Jesus Christ. 100% of those who are in the armies of the Antichrist will die. Some who take the mark of the beast will not die immediately. They're not in the Battle of Armageddon, right? Um, but ultimately, all who take the mark of the beast fail to transition from mortality to immortality. That's the most important thing. So this, verses 9 to 11, report what happens over a long period of time. Let me say briefly what happens. Every person who takes the mark of the beast, according to the book of Revelation, will experience the first death that's in contrast to those who are here at the time of the second coming who are in christ who will never ever experience the first death we say well where's that we're told in the new testament i tell you a secret not all of us should fall asleep but we shall all be transformed in the blink of an eye and according to first thessalonians chapter four time a one the believers who descend from heaven, they put on their new bodies first. Time A2, those of us who are in Christ, at the time of the second coming, time A2, we never, ever experience death. We simply transition from mortality to immortality. Our DNA is recoded. It's restored to God's original plan. All the errors are removed. We are instantly, in the blink of an eye, in our peak performance bodies. That means that some people are going to grow some inches. Some people are going to uh, have hair discoloration that's eradicated. Uh, that's going to be me. Maybe it's going to be you. Some people all of a sudden are going to be able to see or hear. Every person will be able to run, jump, full use and uh, of all digits and limbs in contrast to those of us who are in Christ at the time of the second coming, those who have taken the mark of the beast at the time of the second coming, they do not transition from mortality to immortality. What does that mean? They will experience the first death. Some will experience it relatively quickly. Those individuals who are there, in the armies of the Antichrist fighting against Jesus Christ, they're going to die as a result of the two-edged sword that comes from the mouth of Jesus Christ there in Israel. The Battle of Armageddon is local. It's fought in Israel at a specific location. Everyone who takes the mark of the beast is going to experience the first death right then. But there are those who have taken the mark of the beast who be in 
uh, Saudi Arabia, who will be in Canada, who will be in America, who will be in South America, Australia, all over the world. And not all of those individuals are going to die instantly, but because they have failed to transition from mortality to immortality, they will be among those mortals who are here during the millennial reign. At some point, they will die. Now, when an individual dies, when an individual dies, that individual becomes disembodied, yet has perfect continuity of life. You say, well, how's that? How can a person have perfect continuity of life if the individual has died? According to the Bible, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord for those who have died in Christ. Well, where is the Lord? He's in a specific location. Where is that? Present heaven. So those individuals, when they become disembodied, their spirit and soul, they're no longer three in one, body, spirit, and soul. That's God's perfect plan for every human being to live in an immortal body, body, spirit, and soul, just like Adam and Eve, on a perfect earth. This earth isn't perfect. You know it. Some of the waters are polluted. Trees die. Fish die. Humans die. Beautiful flowers bloom and die. Obviously, this earth is corrupted. We're going to a new earth. That's perfect. Every believer is going to a new body. That's perfect. But it's not a body that you've never, ever seen before. It's not a body that's unfamiliar. It's the current body perfected. So when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he was recognizable. Although he could change, he could do something that allowed people not to perceive who he was, and then he could do something so they could see him, but it was his same body, yet it was a perfected version of it. He rose from the dead, and now he inhabits that body that will never, ever die. And he promises that every person who follows his plan for salvation, outlined in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 for us, that we too will inhabit a body like the one that he now inhabits. In Timothy, it says that Jesus Christ illuminated the path to immortality. What's the path to immortality? Repent of one's sins. Make Jesus Christ Lord of your life so that he will be a mediator for you. When Jesus Christ is your mediator, that means that the case that God has against you He's able to settle it. He's able to get God to dismiss your case. Well, how is that? When we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, we're told that we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins, the payment of our sin debt. Listen, read about that. The key thing is this. You know, sometimes people argue about, well, what specifically are the steps for salvation? A comprehensive explanation is in Acts 2.38, but it's also discussed in John and other places. The key thing is make sure in your mind that you have found and followed God's plan for salvation as it is explained in the Bible. Make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life so that you will transition from mortality to immortality. Now, here in the earth, read prophecy, these individuals who take the mark of the beast, After they are disembodied, they don't go to heaven. They go to Hades. So they go to that part of hell that's a prison of darkness. It's a temporary storage tank. The prisons of darkness, there are um, human beings there. There are some angels that await the great white. They await their judgment also uh, in the prisons of darkness. I don't know if angels, uh, if they are litigants at the great white throne judgment or if they have a separate judgment. In Revelation Chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, we have the dead judge prophecy. It talks about, it explains, it reports that every person who's a disembodied spirit in Hades 
which will include those who take the mark of the beast. And as a result of their mortality, at some point, they will experience the first death. When they die, they will join others who've been there for uh, years, decades, some millennia. They will join all the others who are in a prison of darkness. Well, what did you say? They're in prison. Isn't that hell? They're in hell, but they're in a prison of darkness. They are not yet in the part of hell that has the lake of fire burning with sulfur and brimstone. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, it says that you say, well, research scientists, it says right there, and they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. We have to read the whole Bible. We have to read the whole Bible. And in the dead judge prophecy, this is why the book of Revelation is so important, why uh, I am focusing on the book of Revelation and talking about it every week for truth seekers who really want to know what God has revealed about the fate of mankind and what he has revealed in the dead judge prophecy. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15 is that Hades gives up the dead. So in other words, the dead are in a prison of darkness when they become disembodied. And after the Antichrist and the false prophet are put to the second death, and then Satan is put to the second death, then those who have followed Satan including those who followed the Antichrist and the false prophet, but not limited to those, but all the individuals who have rejected God, they are released from Hades. Not only are they released, they're resurrected. You might say, well, wait a second. I've never heard that. Let me take you to that now. Revelation Chapter 20, verse 5, the remainder of the dead were not restored to life again until the thousand years were completed. The remainder of the dead were not restored to life again until. So they're restored to life again, but when? After the first thousand years of Jesus Christ on this present earth, often we refer to that as the millennial reign. So they are resurrected. They're restored to life again. Now, those of us who are in Christ, we participate in the first resurrection. Those who are in Hades participate in a separate resurrection. Let's hear it. The dead judge prophecy, Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15. Now, we're trying to understand the earth reap prophecy. When are these people who take the mark of the beast, when are they going to be tormented? with fire and sulfur, um, and, and when will the, their torment happen forever and ever? It happens after our just God has evaluated the evidence against them. Now let's hear the dead judged prophecy. Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15, it says, Then I saw a great white throne, and the one who was seated upon it, from whose presence and from the sight of whose face earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. So here it is. It's time for, for judgment, the great white throne judgment, that part of judgment. Verse 12 says, I also saw the dead, great and small. They stood before the throne and books were opened. So now we're at the great white throne judgment. All those who were in Hades have been resurrected. They have been restored to life again. Now, we're going to hear about that. It says, then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged, sentenced by what they had done, their whole way of feeling and acting, their aims and endeavors in accordance with what was recorded in the books. Now, what books? So there's the Lamb's Book of Life, and then each individual has a book, and in each person's book, it has what the individual has done. In the Amplified Classic Translation, it says their whole way of feeling and acting, their aims and endeavors. Verse 13, we're continuing, says, and the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades, the death, 
the state of death or disembodied existence surrendered the dead in them. So Hades is going to have to surrender the dead. What does that mean? The prisoners of darkness are released from Hades. So they are released from their prison in Hades. They're restored to life again for the purpose of participating in the great white throne judgment. So this is the resurrection that John refers to that happens after the millennial reign. Remember, in verse 5 of chapter 20, it says the remainder of the dead were not restored to life again until the thousand years were completed. Well, here it is uh, in the dead judge prophecy in verse 14, then death and Hades. Sorry, verse 13, death in Hades, the state of death or disembodied existence, surrendered the dead in them. Now, this is very important. What ultimately happens? So Hades has to surrender um, all those individuals. They're restored to life again. They participate in this great white throne judgment. All God uh, litigates his case against them. What's their fate? Verse 15 says, and if anyone's name was not found recorded in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. And in verse 14, it says, this is the second death, the lake of fire. So let's tie it all together. In the Earth Reap prophecy, in the abstract, the summary, the movie trailer that we've been talking about, when it says that those who have taken the mark of the beast, that they will be tormented in the lake of fire forever and ever, yes, that is what happens to them ultimately, but it doesn't happen immediately. It happens over a really long period of time, a period of time that takes more than a 1,000 years. But the take-home point is for us as believers to know what their fate is going to be and to resolve that we will never, ever take the mark of the beast. And if you haven't yet made a decision about whether to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, to know that there's a bifurcation. So the path of humanity bifurcates into two trajectories. Trajectory A, individuals have eternal life on a new earth. And trajectory B, individuals have eternal damnation, which simply means separation from God uh, forever in the lake of fire, which is located, um, which, which is Gehenna, that part of hell that's called Gehenna. So that bifurcation is very important. There are only two trajectories for all human beings. I'm so excited uh, that we are going to be continuing our study and discussion on the book of Revelation, talking about chapters 15 and 16. We begin with talking about the first statement of prophecy in January of 2023 and then in february we went to the second documentary in the book of revelation the second vision then we continued like that it's june so we've been talking about the earth beat prophecy that's the sixth documentary about the end time events in the book of revelation we're going to the seven plagues prophecy in july so all of july we'll be talking about the seven plagues prophecy in the book of revelation i hope that you will seriously consider making a commitment to be uh, with me and with us as we talk about the book of revelation the seven plagues prophecy that's the wrath of god you want to know what the wrath of god is you heard today in the earth Reap prophecy it's not for believers it's for unbelievers so we'll be talking about it, what it is, when it begins, what it includes on Sunday, 12 p.m. Texas time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. This Sunday will be our first discussion and analysis on the seven plagues prophecy in 2023. I look forward to you being here with me and with us, whether you listen live or whether you listen uh, by downloading via the podcast. Just make sure you listen. Um, thank you so much for your presence and your participation I never, ever take for granted the time that you give to being with me and with us. 
I appreciate your interest in the book of Revelation. I pray that today, according to Jeremiah 33.3, that you call out to God because he promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know. Thank you so much. Until next time.